I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. in our culture. rigged in the system. Today we're going to discuss the huge ramifications uh, and the ending of the petrodollar as we know it. And for those that don't understand, the petrodollar is what made America great, or as you would hear the term, uh, the American dream concept. It was back in the 70s when the United States made a deal with Saudi Arabia that we would protect them militarily and the uh, Saudis would then in control because Saudis were in control of OPEC, which basically controlled the world oil supply, would demand that the world pay for all energy products in U.S. dollars. What that did is forced um, two things. Number one, it forced the uh, energy producing nations to take a lot of their profits and then use them to, to instead of store it in a currency of their own choice, they would buy U.S. treasuries, U.S. bonds, as a way to store up their profit. That was known as the petrodollar. And then, of course, they would also use their profits to other um, aspects of finance that benefited the United States. So the United States was able to print all the money it wanted to, to for social spending, um, expansion, military, war. We were able to print all the money we needed to because we had all these nations now, and I'm talking every nation in the world, needed U.S. dollars in reserve in order to buy the energy for their country. So if you need U.S. dollars in reserve, you would swap out currencies. The dollar would be in high demand, and hence the U.S. dollar was superior. It was the dominant currency, and every nation needed it. And not only did they use the U.S. dollars, but they would also buy the treasuries. Um, the U.S. dollars and treasuries were known as fungible, so they were interchangeable. And so almost every country would take position in the U.S. treasury and the the currency and that made us very powerful because if anybody, if everybody needed our currency, we could basically do what we wanted to. Well, the kicking of the can, we call it, you know how they say, just kick the can down the road of debt. Ever since the petrodollar was enacted, of course, America started going um, bonkers. Um, we all know what happened in the 1980s with the stock market and the big boom. And then, of course, you know, we had our recessionary crashes and then continued booming. But that is the essence of the American dream. It was because the world needed our currency, our debt. We were able to spend what we needed. We used a lot of the printed money to buy off our, our enemies, uh, to bribe our friends. And basically, we just hustled the world under the auspice of the U.S. dollar dominance. And unfortunately, that's come to an end uh, I don't know exactly why, except that this helps usher in the Great Reset. I do believe that um, destroying the American independence and the American middle class and the American wealth and the sovereignty of the American individual was paramount for the 
um, Yahoo bureaucrats, you know, and technocrats, the unelected people in the United Nations, in the World Economic Forum that were starting this whole concept of the Great Reset. And what it is basically is a one world order agenda for digital identification and digital currency and a complete programmable digital money and the enslavement of we the people. And all you have to do is look around, not just in the Netherlands and Canada, those are the two test pilot uh, areas where they are literally confiscating bank accounts without due process just because they don't like what you're doing. Uh, The truck protest was a great example of that in Canada. And in the Netherlands, they are literally by gunpoint taking farms away from farmers because they say the carbon dioxide print is hazardous to the world. Can you imagine the Netherlands actually saying, taking, they're taking over 600 farms at gunpoint. Now, see, that's why you don't give away your guns, because if the people had their guns, they wouldn't be so easy to take at gunpoint, would they? But they say that it's the it's the fertilizer that they're using in the crops that are causing global warming. Now think about the little tiny nation of the Netherlands and they actually think this is how cuckoo, how insane, how lunatic these people really are. And I do believe they believe this, but how do you think a little tiny blurp of land called the Netherlands is actually impacting global warming? That is a complete joke. If any nation's impacting it, it's China or India or maybe the continent, the area of uh, South Africa or South America. But it's not the Netherlands. But yet they're taking the farmland away from the farmers. They just literally forget due process, forget uh, rule of law, forget freedom. These are the test nations. This is all part of the Great Reset. As all part of also, if you have not heard, it's it's a concept of the fourth turning. We're going to get a lot into that in the future. And I don't really believe they win, or I'll put it this way, I hope they don't. Um, this is a massive, massive, massive shift away from everything we know. The end of the petrodollar that we're seeing right now, I'll get into just quickly here, but the end of the petrodollar is the beginning of it because now that we no longer have global dominance and we we no longer have the the uh, petrodollar arrangement, a lot of nations around the world are no longer relying on the U.S. dollar, therefore not buying U.S. treasuries because they're now doing energy deals in – now, hence why we went to war in Iraq, folks. It's why we've been to the war in – all the Middle East, for the most part, it was because these countries were trying to get away from the petrodollar and we would not allow it. And now we can't do anything about it. And because when you see what Sloppy Joe just did, uh, you'll understand that it's gone. It's over. The petrodollar has ended. But now that it is done, nations are now doing deals for energy in their own currencies, and they are also using barter swap with oil and uh, gold and other commodity-based elements, meaning they're no longer caring about the U.S. dollar and they're no longer caring about the U.S. treasury. And this comes at a time, mind you, when we, the United States, are in more debt than any nation in the history of the world. We have well over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. We just blew up trillions and trillions of dollars in, in fake stimulus. 
uh, when Sloppy Joe took over and the Democrats pushed through all this legislation. Believe me, most of that's going to be money laundered to uh, left-wing groups and such. It's not going to be legit. It's not going to help the people. And you even have now on record, even Democrats, which they never really splinter, are starting to say this was a big mistake and it was just way too large. Well, no kidding. And that's why we have the inflation we have. Now, I know they're trying to curb the inflation with the raising of the interest rates. They're trying to kill the economy to slow it down. It can't be done, um, just so you know. Now, yes, they can slow the economy down. They can kill the economy, which they will. But the raising of the interest rates is more about the currency war. We are going after our allies because the petrodollar is now destroyed. Because we are now no longer in a unipolar world, which was the world where the U.S. dollar dominated, we were the reserve currency, we are now in a multipolar world where 60% plus of all the nations, uh, with Russia, China leading the way, are nations that are commodity-backed. So they're commodity-backed nations And they're forming their own group called BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They are no longer relying on the dollar. And this is very huge because if the U.S. needed the world to use dollars and buy treasuries to support our drug habit, you could say, as a nation, almost literally, then you have 60% now no longer needing it. Not only are you going to continue to have inflation, um, we're knocking on the door of hyperinflation. And so that being said, the United States is forced to coalesce its remaining allies, which would be Western Europe and Japan and Canada, and bring them under fold. And so by raising the interest rates, We are crushing these currencies. We are destroying their economies and we are forcing them to rely on the U.S. dollar. Uh, We're basically blackmailing our own friends. I don't see how that turns out well, to be honest. All they have to do is pivot to the east and we're done. In America, you've never experienced poverty like you will see because our nation is uh, basically broke because we've been living in a fractional reserve banking world for too long. But this is the Biden legacy. This is the, actually, I would say the Obama legacy, because it is really Susan Rice and and uh, Obama calling the shots down the street. Um, I don't think Biden really truly knows one day or another where he is. Uh, but this is a Biden legacy. South Africa has confirmed that Saudi Arabia will join the BRICS alliance with China and Russia and move away from the U.S. And this is going to have explosive consequences. Huge. Because just as I just outlined, Saudi Arabia controlled the petrodollar. They were the ones that made the deal. We would protect them militarily, which we no longer are. Well, not as well as we should be. And they would make all energy priced in the dollar, which that has broken down. And lately, um, Sloppy Joe had just gone to Saudi Arabia to beg for more production because our energy prices are going through the roof because we're destroying our refining capacity here in America on purpose. These leftists are not good people, folks. I don't understand why people vote that way, except they're just either stupid or ignorant. They just don't know. 
They don't understand the reality. I realize a lot of people live in an alternate reality. They can have all the belief they want. They can have all the ideology they want. It doesn't make it true. It just, I'm sorry, it just doesn't. A desert is not an ocean. It just doesn't, you can't force that desert to be an ocean. And so I, I, unfortunately, we're dealing with a lot of a population that doesn't really see truth. But this is a huge deal. Now that Saudi Arabia has pivoted. So Sloppy Joe goes to beg for, for energy. The, the Arabs are done. They're, they're not that, they, their culture is not that way. They don't play this kind of game. They don't really care for the, the mannerism, the integrity, the honor of, of the left wing of our nation. That's for sure. I think President Trump had a solid arrangement. I think not only were we energy independent under President Trump, Sloppy Joe has ruined that immediately. If you don't recall the tens of thousands of jobs lost because of the destruction of American production and energy. But they don't longer, Saudi Arabia no longer likes us. So they have pivoted. They have now gone towards China, Russia. And I spoke about this a couple few years ago. China went in and, and did a mega billion dollar deal helping Saudis with a refining capacity. And I said that this was coming, that this would be the day where Saudi will leave. And it only takes the the inept, and I mean deepest of inept psychology of left-wing leadership to force these people out. They're, they're in their own survival mode, the, the Arabs. They're going to go where the power structure is, and the power structure is no longer the United States, unfortunately, I hate to say that. But under Sloppy Joe, the U.S. leader who suffers really, as we all know, from uh, dementia, we know he's not in charge. Um, this really is probably Obama's call. He's openly, but the problem is they're using him as the front man, but he is openly mocked on the international stage. How embarrassing for the United States is this? If I'm on the left side of politics, if anything, couldn't you at least be embarrassed? Because this is not good. This is not how the United States should have been portrayed. I've never seen a leader in all of my 54 years that is this embarrassing. Even our U.S. allies are now aligning with China. That ought to tell you something. Saudi Arabia has announced in March that it was considering accepting the Chinese yuan instead of the U.S. dollar in future transactions, which they now are doing. It will end, and it has ended the U.S. dollar supremacy. And it was facilitated by sloppy Joe Biden, by the Democrats, and the uniparty members, period. That's just the way it is, folks. You need to know, and you better tell people about that because this is changing everything that we know. It is destroying the American dream as you know it. And if we do not stop it during this fourth turning, if we do not take back our academia, if we do not take back our institutions of government and our finance and put it back on the right path to truth, we will be slaves to a communist system and you will not like the results. There's no doubt about that. 
Joe Biden and his handlers are single-handedly destroying the United States. And we all know that. For those who actually acknowledge it, Obama does want to destroy the United States. Um, Mrs. Obama has been clearly caught you know, with her lips uh, talking so nasty and so horrific about the U.S. They hate this country. They want to tear it down and, and build it up into their own utopia. Um, and it's not going to include you, that's for sure. But in July, Saudi Arabia was invited to join the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and the BRICS. And over the weekend, South African leader confirmed that the likelihood of Saudi Arabia joining the BRICS alliance is true. So when you put all that in perspective, we are now becoming what you would call, and for many of those who know, Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe, they had such a hyperinflation, they would have a million-dollar bill, and that would not even buy you a loaf of bread. This is not quantitative easing or quantitative tightening. And when you hear those words, it's basically quantitative easing is money printing. Quantitative tightening is raising interest rates. We are basically becoming counterfeiters because they're just printing money out of thin air. And now they're raising interest rates to try to destroy the currencies of our allies to force them into the hands of the dominant dollar. But I can promise you one thing is the dominant dollar is not real and why gold and silver is going to be so valuable in the future. But the dominant dollar is going to have its reckoning. And when it does, it is going to be a free fall from a cliff. This is none of those. That's why the United States Treasury is now exploring debt buyback. Now, listen to this part because this is big. Debt buyback. Think about it for a minute. Now, it goes into basically that the this is all financial trickery, of course, from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. So if the Federal Reserve bought U.S. debt... That would be quantitative easing, money printing, buying U.S. debt, basically, because we're printing money to issue debt, and then they're going to buy the debt. But if the Treasury buys its own debt, with while, mind you, no sane investor would touch it, given that there is a negative rate of return relative to real inflation, as I told you about inflation, they had the ticker at 8.6% year-over-year inflation in September – but when you use the 1980s matrix of measuring inflation, we're really at a 16% inflation rate. And we wonder why many of us are actually looking at prices going, wait a minute, this really is getting out of control. They're going to call it something else. And when uh, old Janet Yellen says she's asking the banks about the plans, you can rest assured that the fix is already in and the deal is already done. And basically, like everything else that the Fed does, it's going to be hugely inflationary. You have to catch that. So not only are we falling apart at the seams with the collapse of the petrodollar, we are now, from the U.S. Treasury's point of view, going to buy back debt that they made. So basically, they printed money, monetized it, made it somewhat technically real, put it out into the system, and then they're going to, it kind of makes sense. (laughs) I know this is not easy. They're then going to take that, they're going to 
buy that money back, kind of take it back. Well, it makes no sense because they're going to buy back money they printed with more printed money. So we print money, create debt, and then we're going to print more money and then buy back the printed money that we created debt with. Do you see? When you get into that kind of spin, you're in deep trouble. And you think the inflation we have now, they think by crushing the economy with high rates, that's not what they're doing. Number one, this is a currency war. But the raising of the rates, it's not going to stop the inflation because the actual printed currency, the U.S. Treasury currency notes you hold, the Federal Reserve notes you hold in your wallet, remember, they're not U.S. dollars. U.S. dollar is, by definition, grains of silver, grains of gold. Those are just currency IOU notes. And so you're holding, and I I still can't, it just amazes me how many people hold on to massive amounts. I I keep bringing up this lady who had 400,000 sitting in a savings account and she just doesn't want to lose it. I says, "Um, you're already losing it. This year alone, you have 16% inflation on that 400,000. That's $60,000 you've already lost in buying power. And you don't understand because you're storing it in currency, let alone you're in a bank, which you're in deep trouble because there'll probably be a freeze and a big chunk of that's going to get taken anyway. But the fact is, folks, if you're storing, yes, we need three, six months of emergency currency uh, to pay bills, but anything beyond that, you're, you're holding on to a death spiral asset And it's better to have silver and gold in a vault than it is currency in a bank because the treasury printing money, issuing debt, and then printing more money to buy back the printed money debt is going to be so inflationary, you haven't even begun to see inflation. So even if they destroy the economy, which it looks like they're going to with raising interest rates, it's not going to stop the inflation because the dollar doesn't buy anything. This is just more money money printing going ballistic by a different name. Literally, the only defense we have against Treasury Secretary Yellen and the criminals at the Fed and Treasury is to trade our basically death-spiraled U.S. currency notes for real money at every opportunity you get. So we finally, it is happened. It has happened, I guess you could say. The petrodollar has been destroyed. Um, I I definitely would recommend giving Cornerstone Asset Metals a call. Uh, Once this plays out, you're going to understand if you think your saving currency is somehow going to help you, wait until that currency buys you nothing. And if you don't think it's possible... Just look at the South during the Civil War. Their currency was worth something, and then it turned into nothing. So we really stay focused. We put ourselves on the right side of the fence. We are the ones who come out ahead in the fourth turning. No matter what direction we go, if we're in the right asset, we will have something instead of nothing. So until next time, God bless each and every one of you. With record money printing wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. 
precious metals such as physical silver and gold are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.